and you made that up. Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? Hogan comes back. What the fuck are you doing? He got me all flummergasted. Where does he come up with a thousand holes? That incessant whining. Get up against a chain link fence and rake yourself across it. This guy went to flash you. You are up there, this crooked. Rice cake walk, baby. This place is apropos. You really agitate us. Now, nothing that happened here tonight even vaguely resembles professional wrestling. Whip them till they get their clothes on. This ain't the end. Somebody go get me a bucket. Got to right in the car and some cabbage. What do you call him? Chives. To be the uh, fidget. Uh, uh, yeah, I understand. You will have to depend on the pens for the rest of your life. Straight OG brother, is that what you're saying? Don't you worry about my hands. I'm kind April Fools. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 32 of the Nitromania podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host, and this is the show that sometimes, honestly, makes me wonder how WCW managed to stay in business all the way until 2001. This is episode 32, meaning there is now one episode for every completed numbered piano sonata by Ludwig von Beethoven, one episode for each team in the National Football League, one episode for each Kabbalistic path of wisdom in the Kabbalah, and one episode for each tooth in an adult human's mouth, assuming they haven't had their wisdom teeth removed. Last week on Nitro, Hogan got to play Superman again, Woman stole more coffee from spectators, and Macho Man was arrested, so who knows what this week has in store. It is Monday, April 22nd, 1996, and we are live from an undisclosed location. Eric tells us that tonight, Giant and Flair will take on Sting and Luger with all three titles on the line. Here is how Eric explains it. The Nature Boy, Rick Flair, the World Heavyweight Champion, teaming up with the Giant to take on the World Tag Team Champions, Sting and Lex Luger. Listen to this. All titles on the line. Anybody that pins the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, becomes... The new world heavyweight champion. That means anybody. It could mean the Giant. Should the Giant in Flair defeat Sting and Luger, we have new world tag team champions. And anybody that beats Luger becomes a new world television champion. It does not get any hotter than WCW Monday Night Show live on TNT. So that's all well and good, but why would Giant pin Flair? Then why would Sting pin Luger? Is it a fatal four-way or a tag team match? Anyway, Bobby Heenan tells us that Macho Man is here, and Pepe is wearing googly eyeglasses for some reason. Eric says again that we are live tonight, and then spoils Raw. Enter Public Enemy, because they have not yet learned their lesson, they immediately set up a table at ringside. Their opponents tonight are the American Males, American Males, American Males, American Males... Bischoff again mentions the movie that Bagwell is going to be in, but again doesn't tell us which movie, just that they'll talk about it soon and that it's an Andy Sedaris action movie. Now, I've heard of David Sedaris, and I've heard of Amy Sedaris. I've never heard of Andy Sedaris. Bischoff then promises us Guerrero versus Benoit later tonight as well. They ring the bell despite all four men being in the ring. The American males take quick advantage and dump public enemy outside the ring and then leap on them while Nick Patrick urges them to get one-on-one. -on -one. 
Bischoff then tells us that Brian Pillman has been involved in a major car accident and wishes him well in his recovery. That's sweet. You hated the guy a month ago. Riggs starts with Grunge. Grunge gets drop-kicked out of the ring, and Rocco comes in to get double hip-tossed. Riggs then tries to pin Rocco, while Nick Patrick tries to get Bagwell out of the ring. Then Grunge breaks up the pin when Patrick turns around, despite Rocco not being the legal man. Apparently, for Lethal Lottery, Public Enemy have somehow defied the odds and have been drawn as each other's partner. Lethal Lottery plays out like this. You're talking about 16... Teams, 32 names drawn at random, comprising what is essentially a 16-team tag team tournament until the final eight men face each other in nothing more than an eight-man battle royal to determine the Lord of the Ring. And that winner, in addition to receiving a ring, will get a shot at the World Heavyweight Champion in June in Baltimore. Rocco hits a nice springboard moonsault and pins Bagwell for two before Riggs breaks it up. Rocco then continues on offense and tags in Grunge. A double flapjack and Public Enemy wave their hands in the air. Why, I'd say, it's almost as if they just don't care. Bagwell tries to come back, but Grunge quickly takes back over. Riggs eventually gets tagged in and hits about 29 dropkicks on Grunge and Rocco. Rocco takes Bagwell out outside the ring by throwing him into the barricade. He then enters the ring and hits Riggs from behind. He and Grunge then throw Riggs over the top rope which causes a disqualification, because at this moment, at this specific point in time, that's a rule. They then lay rigs on the table they set up at the beginning of the match and hit that double-team senton maneuver I described last week that Bischoff calls a, quote, public enemy sandwich, unquote, which kills Riggs dead. We're promised Benoit versus Guerrero when we come back. We come back from break for Mean Gene, Pull up your socks and get ready. With two of the most busted-looking women I've seen in a long time. Gene has a couple more lethal lottery picks for us. Meng will team with Hugh Morris versus the Barbarian and some guy named Hard Work Bobby Walker, whoever the fuck that is. Stevie Ray and Big Bubba Rogers will team up to take on Scott Norton and some guy named Ice Train. The two ladies then half-assedly shuffle the cards. Gene draws the next matchup. Ric Flair will team with Macho Man uh-oh, versus Arn Anderson and Eddie Guerrero. If one of the prizes for this whole Lethal Lottery Lord of the Ring tournament thing they're doing is Ric Flair's title, or a shot at Ric Flair's title, why would Flair be participating in the lottery? After the break, Heenan and Bischoff are in shock over the totally random pairing of Macho Man and Ric Flair as Chris Benoit enters. They give Flair some warnings while Eddie comes out. The opening bell never rings as they lock up immediately, but this is still apparently a match. After a fast-paced start, Mongo says this dumb thing. Don't turn the dial, fans. Look at these two guys. You're going to see more movement in this wrestling match than you'd see at a meta music convention, baby. Bischoff promises us an update on the cruiserweight title, and Heenan pretends to be getting an update on Savage as we go to break. We come back to a chinlock. Bischoff then explains something that was puzzling me a couple weeks ago. According to Bischoff, there was a Japanese tournament and a U.S. tournament for the cruiserweight championship, and the winners of those tournaments will face each other. So Benoit, as Wild Pegasus, lost to Otani in the finals of the Japanese tournament, but apparently the U.S. tournament is still going on. Bischoff suggests that Benoit is taking his loss out on Guerrero here tonight. 
He then promises an interview with Macho Man following this match. Benoit then counters a sunset flip by grabbing the legs and the second rope for the three count. Up next, Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Meng. Great. Back from break to Mean Gene, he is standing in the aisle with some Lorne Michaels-looking motherfucker. This is apparently a vice president with WCW, some guy by the name of Rob Garner. Gene begins to ask Garner a question when Macho wanders out. Let's pick it up from there. Speaking of the man, why don't you hold back on the comments? Randy Savage, Randy Savage, you have been out of control as of late, and I knew it was just a matter of time before the office, so to speak, would come down on you. You can't continually be a threat to yourself and other people. And uh, Mr. Garner, any words here for the Macho Man? Mr. Savage, uh, we're very concerned with your current actions, both in and outside the ring at WCW. Now, we at WCW and all the fans understand your current situation with Ric Flair. But you're still right. That's right. But your actions, your actions are totally unacceptable. Really? If this current set of actions and behavior that you're doing does not cease immediately, the ramifications to your career at WCW will be severe. Ramifications! What a big word for a suit and tie! Hey, 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 hey! Let me tell you something. All you guys down at City Hall and WCW are getting a little too comfortable around the macho man Randy Savage. You understand? And about Nature Boy Ric Flair being my tag team partner, I am the tag team partner from hell, brother, and I will be real creative when I do what I want to do when I want to do it and nobody's going to stop me you watch it Randy you send a message watch back because I don't beat City Hall I'm going to blow it up wait a minute now just a second you are trying to get something across here Mr. Garner maybe you could finish this cut please give us just the opportunity of talking and getting this officious of you will statement what I want to do Mr. Savage if you cannot control your behavior Perhaps you should seek professional help. Really? You're telling me I need a psychiatrist? Well, I think that you need a psychiatrist for standing there like a little, little, little stupid person. Yeah. Come on. Don't be telling me I need a psychiatrist. It's not worth it, Randy. You don't want an open hand slap ass? Yeah, hey, Randy, wait a second. Hit that is not worth it. We have seen Security. that before, and I never want to see that you again. You want to see some excitement? I am going to create and electrify the whole WCW. Randy, don't and do it. Tell Randy, what please don't do it. Damn it. So, Macho threatens to murder every WCW executive, and the response is, well, maybe you should see Dr. Shelby. Apparently, my WWE Network app was confused by this, too, as it immediately stopped working and told me that it couldn't play the video, then refreshed a few times, and then picked back up right where it left off. I feel you, WWE Network app. I feel you. This Saturday night, Regal versus Bruiser, Macho Man, The Giant, and Benoit versus Alex Wright, plus a tag title match with Harlem Heat if Sting and Luger are still the champions after tonight's main event. Bischoff says we dodged a bullet because he was certain that Macho Man was going to kill that executive guy. Enter Meng, who is wearing a giant kimono. Enter Hacksaw, and we go back to commercial. When we come back, Meng seems unwilling to get in the ring. He tries to enter, and Hacksaw just pummels him. 
this happens again, and then Bischoff spoils Raw again, just in case you weren't watching at the beginning of the show. Personally, I think he's just upset about the Goldust character, who he's twice now called a transvestite RuPaul ripoff, because he didn't think of it. Bischoff then sends out greetings to Hulk Hogan, who he says is traveling this week, and says he'll be back very soon, like three months from now or so. They do the standard Samoans have hard heads spot, and Meng puts Hacksaw in a double nerve pinch, which Duggan sells by making an absolutely stupid face. Like, stupider than his regular face. We do a little offense and then back to the nerve hold where Randy Eller, who has sadly returned to referee, checks Duggan's arm despite Duggan not being unconscious. Duggan's arm drops twice despite Duggan not being unconscious. <sighs> Duggan goes for the 2 by 4 and Eller almost fails to grab it from him. Duggan gets kicked in the chest and drops like a rock. Meng pins, but Duggan gets his foot on the ropes. Duggan rolls outside with a roll of tape in his hand and haphazardly wraps the tape around his fist. He gets back on the apron, blocks an overhead chop from Meng, and punches Meng in the face with the now-taped fist, and Meng falls straight over backwards and gets pinned for three. It's fucking athletic tape. It's not a goddamn cinder block. How does half-acidly wrapping tape around your fist suddenly make your punch that much more powerful? Fuck you, Duggan. Not just that, but he punched him in the face. In the face. We were just told two minutes earlier, you do not go after the head of Meng because he's a fucking Samoan. Your shit makes no sense. <clears throat> we go back to Gene and the Butterfaces in the aisle who have more slamboree picks. Alex Wright will team with Disco Inferno to take on Dirty Dick Slater and Earl Robert Eaton. Mean Gene then creepily hits on the women, and they flatly say their scripted response. And uh, ladies, before we get to the drawing, do uh, you have anything planned for after the show tonight? Yes, we you, Mean Gene. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like a combination of Bob Barker and Ric Flair. He has them shuffle and cut the last four names. Steven Regal will team with the Belfast Bruiser. Whoa. They will take on the team of VK Wall Street and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm pretty sure Gene just intimated that these women are prostitutes. Thank you, my dear. I have extra money tonight in case we run a little short. Okay. <laughs> you understand. Your main event is next. We come back and Bischoff again states that the C in WCW stands for commitment, a phrase that still means nothing. Enter Ric Flair and the Giant as Bischoff again explains that all the titles are on the line here. I still don't understand how Giant can pin Flair if they're a team. For the third week in a row now, Flair hits on Deborah McMichael in the front row. Macho Man then appears out of nowhere to get Flair and gets arrested again as Flair stomps on him. Flair then hits on Deborah again as Macho is let out in cuffs. Mongo gets pissy. Hmm. Enter Sting and Luger. Wow! Luger is wearing his tag belt. The TV title that is supposedly up for grabs in this match is nowhere to be found. Giant starts off with Sting, eventually gets double teamed and clotheslined out of the ring. Over the top rope, no DQ by Randerson this time. Then Flair gets gorilla pressed and clotheslined over the top, no DQ by Randerson this time. And Luger and Sting work the crowd. Luger in with Flair now, and Luger is, as he was two weeks ago, dominant. 
Sting comes in, goes for 8 out of 10 punches in the corner, and then hip tosses Flair. Irish whip across, and Sting eats an elbow. Flair goes to the top rope. This works about as well as you'd expect it to. Sting then places Flair on the top rope and superplexes him, which Flair sells by rolling all the way out of the ring. Outside, Sting goes for a stinger splash against the barricade, but Flair moves out of the way. Giant then tags in and just stands on Sting's chest. Ouch. Flair back in and Sting no-sells a suplex. Irish whipped to the corner, over to the apron Flair goes, and then Flair gets clotheslined by Luger. Giant in, he grabs Luger's throat. Two chop blocks and a whole bunch of punches, and the choke gets broken, and Giant takes a bump. Sting and Luger corner Flair, and Woman hands him a cup of coffee. Giant approaches from behind, and to the surprise of no one but Flair, Giant, and the commentators, Sting and Luger duck and the coffee goes into the face of the Giant. What? This, for some reason, causes Randerson to call for the bell, which eventually rings, as Flair hightails it out of the arena, and Giant swings wildly in the ring. Giant is pissed, Jimmy is gesticulating, Flair returns with a towel to help Flair begs for forgiveness. This does not go as well as he would have hoped, and he bails again. Mean Gene is in the ring. We then get a promo that sounds like it's from a children's book. When you hear Flair during this, he is at commentary with a microphone. All right, uh, Jimmy Hart, I, I'm just having to see all of this myself, and I can't believe it. Rick Flair, giant, nailed you in the face with scalding hot coffee, and you're not happy. I'm not happy. That coffee burned. But it lit a fire in my soul. Ric Flair, no, I am the real giant. No, I fulfill my legacy. Yes, my life, the world heavyweight championship belt. All you are throw, it's mine. Oh, just a Let's second. Let's set up. Let's set up. Ric Flair. Hey. Yes. I tried to apologize. You didn't like it. Now I'm mad. I don't like the way you look at the girls anyway. So you got till the end of the show to apologize to me. Or next week, I'm going to kick your big ass. After Flair says his last bit, everyone takes off as Giant chases Flair to the back. At the desk, Keenan is hiding. Eric apologizes for Flair saying ass, as though no one's ever said ass on Nitro before. Bischoff confirms a match next week between the two. Bischoff reminds us that Macho got arrested. Heenan begs Flair to back off from the giant. Heenan goes on long enough that Mongo doesn't get to speak, thankfully. And we go off the air. You know what? I didn't hate this episode of Nitro. None of the matches were anything I would describe as terrible. At worst, Hacksaw versus Mang was just kind of stupid. The tag match was decent. Benoit versus Guerrero wasn't bad. The crazy Macho promo was entertaining. And the main event was good, even though they overpromised and under-delivered on that nonsensical stipulation about the championships. I have to say, though, when WCW writers get an idea in their head, motherfuck, they stick with it. If it's Hogan, his downfall is women's footwear. If it's Luger, it's coffee to the face. Week after week after week after week. Also, there's something about the way Eric Bischoff spoils the Raw results on this episode. Perhaps it's the almost arrogant tone he takes while doing so that just makes him seem kind of bitter about the whole thing. Maybe he's upset, like I said before, that Dustin Rhodes is doing so much better as Goldust in the WWF than he did as the natural in WCW. Who knows? If you have to go back and watch anything here, I'd say go for the Benoit Guerrero match. Over on Cage Match, this show comes in at a 5 out of 10 with a TV rating of 2.7.
Now, speaking of Goldust and the World Wrestling Federation, over on Monday Night Raw, which is now three weeks old from San Bernardino, California, it is the go-home Raw to in-your-house good friends, better enemies. We open with the rematch between Goldust and Savio for the suddenly vacant Intercontinental Championship. So, assuming they record these in, in chronological order, the live crowd literally just went from the Intercontinental title being vacated to them having the rematch for the now vacant Intercontinental Championship. Anyway, Goldust wins and regains the Intercontinental Championship after Stone Cold strikes Savio with the Million Dollar Championship. Vader pins Fatu after the debut of the Vader Salt on Raw. We then go to Germany for some live event footage. The Godwins then defeat a couple of scrawny jobbers, one of which is Tajiri, then get beaten up by the Body Donnas. Mankind then defeats Aldo Montoya with the Mandible Claw. And then Diesel promises to take the WWF title from Shawn Michaels on Sunday at In Your House. You know, speaking of Diesel, this was his final appearance on Monday Night Raw for quite a few years. I wonder what he ended up doing in the interim. Huh. Anyway... This episode of Raw is at a 4.18 out of 10, but killed WCW by pulling in a 3.3 rating going into the pay-per-view. Uh, and on that note, that does it for this episode of Nitromania. Next week, we have been promised Giant versus Flair. I can't wait to see how that one ends in a disqualification or a no contest. If you want to see me live and in person, I would totally be okay with that. Join me on Saturday, February 24th at the Elks Hall in Clinton, Massachusetts for Lucky Pro Wrestling Presents Homecoming. Please send me your feedback about the show on Twitter at NitromaniaPod or you can email me at NitromaniaPod at gmail.com. I am always open to constructive criticism. Uh, or you can just call me a faggot. That's up to you. I am actively trying to line up guest hosts for future pay-per-view episodes. If you have someone in mind that you would like to see on a future episode of Nitromania, or I guess here on a future episode of Nitromania, you know what I meant. Shut up. Let me know, and I will see what I can do. In the meantime, I urge you to check out all the shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network over at questandnetwork.com. If you've got nerdy interests, and I'm sure you do, I'm sure you can find something over there to please your palate. Like this program. You have been invited to the Slasher Sanitarium. Come join us as we talk about horror movies, horror fiction, and horror television. Subscribe now to the Slasher Sanitarium. New episodes coming soon. Also, I hope you continue to enjoy the shows right here on the Rundown feed. Last week, we had a sit-down. Uh, Jason sat down with former adult film actress, current wrestling manager, Trina Michaels. Last night, yesterday, you could have heard me on the WrestleMania 10 episode of WrestleMania Salvation. NXT Revisited is starting to become weekly again, and who knows, Glowstick might show up again at some point. Uh, and, of course, uh, Jason and Troy on the Rundown itself. If you want access to a special patron-only bonus series, head on over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling and become a patron. Set up a monthly donation there to get access to Troyal Rumble. If you donate 5 bucks a month, you'll get access to all the bonus episodes. If you donate 10 bucks a month, you'll get access to all the bonus episodes, plus the ability to appear as a guest host on an episode of the show of your choosing outside of the Rundown sit-down. 
So any of the shows on this here feed other than the sit down, if you donate on Patreon at the $10 a month level, you can sit in and guest host an episode with me or Sal or Troy or Jason and Troy. So consider that. It'll be fun. All of the money that is donated is banked and used to pay for our Podomatic hosting and my WWE Network subscription, both of which are integral to this program and all the programs here on this feed. Right now, we are at the broadcaster level on Podomatic, which gives us 20 gigs of storage for our episode catalog, for you know the back catalog of all the episodes here. If we were to have to drop back down to the level we were at before when we were paying monthly... All of that back catalog would would go away, would disappear. We wouldn't have room for it. We just wouldn't have room for it. And there'd really just be room for the most current episode of each series. And that would just be sad, wouldn't it? So please, consider helping out with that. It is honestly greatly, greatly appreciated. We are very, very grateful for every donation, for every patron over on Patreon. Uh, we, we, we thank you for those of you who have signed up for that. Uh, and we are working on getting those bonus episodes to you as quickly as possible. Uh, and with that said, that's enough begging. We'll wrap it up here. Come back next week for Giant versus Flair. And who knows? Maybe Macho Man will get arrested again. Who knows? All that and much more right here on Nitromania. Mania.